0: is one of my i say this about everything my friend yeah that's my favorite topic sales abundance money mindset i mean it's all good right psychology (laughs) neuroscience it's all they're all all my favorite topic it's it's all good shit
1: um you know what is what is something that you would say Simon, when you're trying to feel abundance, what's what what do you do?
0: I think for me gr- gratitude is unquestionably the quickest, fastest and most solidified doorway to abundance. I just think let me take that back. I think giving is
1: Oh, is yes.
0: <laughs> gratitude is definitely like up there, but I also think it's a doorway to just pure happiness. I think Here's here here's how I view giving, and let me kind of tell you the backstory on how I got to this point. A few years ago, I I became obsessed with just learning everything I could about money, and reading books from you know Warren Buffett, whoever, people who had really done well financially, people who had you know crushed in hedge funds, whatever, like anything I could get my hands on when it came to money and finance. And at first, I was really into the technical stuff, right, learning how to buy assets learning how to understand the language and i kept noticing a common thing theme with a lot of these people who are very wealthy is that they would always talk about give like one of the components for success was giving and i've always given like very very small like i've always been someone who you know like i'll pitch in on donate what i can you know like just very small amounts and you know I've, i've never not done that, but you, like most people get the feeling of like, oh, you know, this, this is mine, you know, and you kind of hold back a little and just reading, reading these books. And I started to like notice this commonality of all people, all people who were successful, at least the people that I were reading, were talking about giving more. It's almost like a requirement for you to be, be fame. ultra wealthy. You've got to be willing to give. And someone once uh, told me this quote that I love. It, it, it goes if you want the fireplace to give you heat, you've got to give it wood first. And, and somehow in my head, I was like, huh, maybe I should start giving more. And then, so I'd start doing it and I would get a little uncomfortable with it. Give a little bit more than I felt comfortable with.
1: Tell me how you felt uncomfortable.
0: Felt like like, feeling feeling in
1: your body, mind, what was going on?
0: I think mostly in my mind, it's like, Oh, well that, that's going to put me back. Right. Like you're thinking that, you know, you're, you're working so hard to bring some money in. And if you give some away, then you're going to go backwards a little bit.
1: Yeah. And that kind of tightens you up a little bit, maybe. Like you're like, eh, it kind of makes you kind of clench. Like you're like, eh, I don't know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You kind of fill it in your body and in your mind. But that it really that starts is, to that, mag- it's,
1: that scarcity.
0: Yes. It that's magnifies the, that's it. the
1: feeling of scarcity. Exactly. Yeah. And, you, and that's it, the prohibitor of wealth.
0: Totally. And it's, I I kept visualizing this, like you're, when you, when you're clutching on so tightly, you have nothing to open your hands up to, to, to get more with, because you're holding on to something you already have, right? You don't have a hand that you can grab more. And anyways, I started putting this to the test and I would give more than I was comfortable with. That's the ticket. And then it's just like, every time I would do that, there would be some the craziest things would happen.
1: You got to keep, it's like that, that, that pain point where you start to feel tight, uncomfortable stuff starts going mm-hmm. off in your brain. You got to kind of keep pushing that limit up. It's like tipping people is a good example. You know, it's like tip 15%, 20, 30, 40, 50, see where you start to clinch up and you start to be like, Oh, you know, that's too much. And then give a little bit more and keep working with it as you're doing it, you know, affirm to yourself, this is good. You have to give to receive all that kind of shit. So I'm with.
0: You. Yeah. And the funniest thing is, is I used to make fun of the secret where they, they were talking about, um, you know, like you going after your mailbox and then there'd be money in your mailbox, like a check in your mailbox. Yeah. I used to make fun of that. And when I started giving more, you wouldn't believe this. I would get checks in the mail from like <laughs> th- this like mortgage deal that I did back in, you know, 20 years ago where I was And it was my fault. Like I signed up for some stupid mortgage where I totally got screwed, but it was a class action lawsuit. And I used to always get those letters from stock deals and it'd be like, you know, a couple pennies or whatever. These were big checks. They were like 800 to 1200 bucks. And there was at least three of them that came. And they came after I gave money. And I would always have these crazy experiences. They still happen. This happened last week, you know, like I just, when I feel. The need to donate, I donate and do more than I'm comfortable with. And the more I give, the more I get back. And it's happened enough now, this has been several years on, that I don't question it anymore. I just, and I don't necessarily expect it. I just don't hold myself back. And if someone asks me for money, or if I see something on LinkedIn or wherever, and I don't even know the person, if it's in front of me, I know I can always skin off something, right? Yeah, and I do you, that, and then something good happens. It's so crazy.
1: If you want to make a lot of money, you got to learn how to move money. Yeah, hoard it.
0: Now, tell me your thoughts on abundance. I know you're very po- passionate about this, but yeah, I mean, what have you been doing lately to really lean in to get out of the scarcity mindset? Like, what are what's a good tip that you would share? Really my, get people tuned in.
1: My favorite personal technique for practicing abundance, which you know would be strengthening the neural network in your mind related to abundance, you know, kind of getting that abundant vibe going is when I see people, my friends, family, clients, other people, competitors, I don't really care. When I see people win big, sell a company, do something crazy big. I celebrate the crap out of that in my mind, like it's happening for me. Although I'm still like praising them like great job in my head. But I sell I try to celebrate as much as they're probably celebrating in my mind. And then I get that vibe going of like, yeah, I don't know, just had a friend do a massive fundraise $120 million. Like I just celebrated that like it was my own, you know, like I was like, that's so cool. Like I'm so excited. That just amazing. And uh, I think that's the more you can practice that abundant mindset, that feeling of winning, the more you're strengthening that network and you're just gonna flow into wins more.
0: I love that. I wanna ask you a question on that because you and I are super aligned when it comes to neuroscience. And I believe that when, I believe that like when when things are so unfamiliar, like your mind almost take, your subconscious almost takes steps to put things in your way to keep you in your comfort zone. and I believe. It's because of the prehistoric version of us was always looking out for threats. And at in one point in time, that could be a lion or a tiger or another tribe. And so I'm very into this idea that we've got to familiar, uh, familiarize ourselves to things so that our mind doesn't, you know, put stuff in front of, put excuses in front yeah, of you us. Always go you you correlate to that to what you just talked yeah, about? Yeah.
1: You got to get comfortable with wealth and comfortable with winning. the the subconscious mind goes after whatever you're comfortable with so it's going to go after what you were raised with so if you were raised in a lower class household or a middle class household or an upper class it's going to go after that so if you are trying to go from maybe you had a tough upbringing you're trying to get into maybe uh, more wealth you got to make yourself comfortable with wealth and the first thing you can do before you have the wealth is be comfortable in your own mind and then your subconscious mind will start to be like okay it's okay i'm safe there because Hard to believe, but your logical mind may think wealth is safe, but your subconscious mind very well may
0: not. I love And if that. it doesn't
1: think it's safe, it's going to direct you away from it.
0: Absolutely. It, I, I find that your mind will create excuses. I hear, I'm sure you hear this all the time with clients. And it's interesting because people, the biggest, two biggest excuses that I hear for people investing in their personal development is I don't have enough time and I don't have enough money. And what are you telling your subconscious like when you reject things that easily i believe that's because your subconscious senses it as being unfamiliar therefore a possible threat so without most people even realizing it you come up with an excuse like i'm too busy to do that or i don't have enough time as soon as i get more money then i will do it but isn't that the biggest problem right there is again talking about putting wood into the fireplace before expecting heat if most people seek money and time isn't that a big problem not being able to put that into the fireplace in the very beginning?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I just think it's funny but with time. Uh, if you're if you're struggling with time, uh, be very leery of the words. I'm overwhelmed. I'm too busy. I'm tired. Start using other words. I'm fulfilled. I'm satisfied. I'm lucky. <laughs> you know. Because those those networks themselves you start to get comfortable with being tired you start getting comfortable with being overwhelmed you start driving toward being overwhelmed like fast you know like you I always think of the networks in your brain which ones are the, which ones are the biggest which ones have the most neuroplasticity and neurogenesis going on which ones are, are growing and if you're constantly affirming to your you know your wife or whoever that you're tired you know like every time firing and wire every time you say that shit and you say it with emotion and passion and emotion is what creates neuroplasticity so you know, watch your words.
0: Absolutely. And that brings me to another point too, is a lot of people think of abundance and they think of a certain amount of money in a bank account. When you and I know that abundance, go, it, it's not just money, right? Like time. Oh, time is a big one. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of people
1: of- I know who are super successful. Their biggest thing is time. And they, they're, they're very miserable because they don't have enough time.
0: Absolutely. Time, money, and love. What else, do, where, where else does abundance or lack and scarcity show up? Those are the three that I think of most.
1: Scarcity and abundance, time, abundance, love. Here's one is opportunity, right? Opportunity.
0: In sales, it, I see that a lot. So many places. I, I've known, I talk about a lot of abundance in the context of sales, because a lot of times people will blame a market and say, it's a, you know it's a shitty market right now and so that changes how you look for things right like if if you are assuming the market is dry when how could it possibly be especially if you're really good at what you do you know if, it, if there's 50 million fish in the sea or 1 million if you are the shark that knows where to find them does it really matter how much there is there's more yeah. than you can there's more than you can eat right
1: and I mean, I think the deeper truth there is, you know, <laughs> our, our reality reflects our mindset. So whether we're creating a dip in the market through our mindset or if we just gravitate toward a dip in the market because our subconscious mind gears us there again because we're comfortable with that, um, it's on us. And if we flip the mindset around, we will gear ourselves toward an increased market and or if you believe law of attraction, the market will start to turn up because you turned up.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And bitching and complaining about the down market is the last thing you want to do because then you're perpetuating that mindset, and it seems not be a good thing.
0: Share another tip with me to tap into abundance, my friend.
1: I don't. I really like the one you said. Tips, or like, oh, I think of it as tips. The easiest place to work on abundance to be is giving, and giving bigger tips we all have that threshold, you know, where we're like, what we're used to, you know, whatever. And some people it's higher than others, but just tip a little higher than your comfortable to keep working that up. And I always say, physiologically, relax your stomach as you're doing it, and just affirm to yourself, um "This is good." What I give, what I give, I receive. You know, and just kind of tell yourself. It's like, and and how about how about receiving? You know, like
0: yes, that's a great topic. Let's let's dig into that for a minute, because a lot of times we, you know, we're afraid of receiving because it's like, we feel like we're putting somebody else out. Right. Like we're afraid to ask. I think both asking and receiving that is a, a big part of abundance as well. Right.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it, we're, we're not good. People just tend to not be good at receiving, you know? Um, And I don't know what it is. It's like, it goes back to gratitude. I think, (laughs) most people aren't very grateful because we're not a society that that tends to be uh, steeped in gratitude. You know, we have Thanksgiving. It's one day a year, you know. Um, (laughs) So I I think it'd be great if every day was Thanksgiving. We'd probably be a lot more prosperous. I call
0: it thanks. I call every day thanks every day. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like one
1: technique I like to do is like when you receive something, like something good, maybe a deal comes in, you close something. For a minute, stop. Put your hand on your heart, you know, connect with yourself, your physiology take a few close your eyes take a few deep breaths in and just say thank you a few times
0: and mean it right receiver that savor, savor that just be so grateful for for things i i think of it you know like in a meal how we are so good at just scarfing meals down like we could have like the best meal in front of us and just wolf it down and, be, and not even realize how delicious it was right and it's like when you when you slow down and you take a moment and savor each bite and just be so grateful for that and then you do that with everything else right with your time with your kids with little inconveniences take a moment and just be so grateful for those little things no matter what they are good and bad yeah savor i mean them. it's a big thing christianity
1: got right you know saying grace yeah like say grace you don't say it just before meals and i am christian you don't just say it before meals you can say it before all kind of stuff how often are you being graced you know it's like thank you for these gifts thank you for these gifts thank you for these gifts like we get
0: gifts all the time
1: but do we do we well and, and
0: also to not just get in make that autopilot right like when i was a kid no yeah, i would yeah. have i would be saying the same you know prayer to god (laughs) thank you for this and this and this oh yeah you can't
1: you can't just wrote it
0: yeah it 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 was like just lips talking at one point you've got to really well that brings me to another point right feel the feeling so so abundance you know i i I created a post today talking about abundance being a feeling more than anything right because if you're if you don't feel like you have enough it doesn't the number or whatever the the actual amount it truly doesn't even matter right so let tell talk to me more about the internal state of abundance we a lot of times you and i will talk about the neurochemistry of stress anxiety you know cortisol yeah you know, you, let's talk about the flip side of that let's talk about abundance. let's talk
1: about both so the experience of scarcity is go ahead and tip to the point where you feel like it's way too much and you're like or 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 maybe look at a thousand dollar bottle of wine on a menu or something and be like, that's, I'm not, no, you know, like that's abundance or that's right. That's scarcity. What's abundance. All you got to do to go to abundance is think of the most abundant moment in your entire life. The biggest deal you ever closed. I can remember one time um, I don't give the amount, but uh, my startup was doing really well and we did a big distribution. I walked over to the bank and I just, I was 25 and I put a check down on the, on the bank and the teller looked at me twice, you know, and I was like, that's, that's abundance, you know? Um, And I go back to that memory all the time. You know, whenever I wanna feel abundance, I think about the most abundant moment I've ever had in my life. And I savor that moment. I savor that memory.
0: Savor it and feel it.
1: Yeah. You can jump in that before a sales call.
0: You know, it's interesting because when I was down in the Amazon with the Quechua tribe, they really didn't know much past their next meal. And they, they were, they, they seem so abundant, so happy, right? Because they, they had more than they need, but yet up here we have so much and we get caught up in like, oh my God, I'm not gonna have enough for retirement. <laughs> we're thinking about things that are 20 or 30 years away and labeling it as if we're, you know, creating that internal state of fear, Right. And marinating in those emotions, marinating in the, that- That's that a great way to
1: describe it. Body chemistry of, of
0: lack, right? Because to me,
1: lack you know—whether
0: whether you're stressed out about um, you know, hitting a sales quota or being in traffic or ha- what people think of you or not having enough is a very similar internal state from a neurochemistry standpoint, isn't it? For sure. What does that look like?
1: the state of lack
0: yeah it, mostly cortisol um
1: yeah it's a state of craving you know um so like uh for uh, for uh, food it's ghrelin it's just a craving peptide um it's normally so you I mean you you've read a little bit of uh what's that book uh you know it's on the back of dopamine so we're in a dopamine dopamine loop dopamine cycle you know we we're most all of us are addicted to dopamine you get your you get your win you get your hit of dopamine and on the back side of that is craving so you're Mm -hmm. bouncing back and forth between abundance and scarcity you get there
0: and then you you, you're temporarily satisfied yeah and then all the the craving neurotransmitters flood in yeah
1: and then you're and then you're back in you're back in scarcity you know oh you know you would have a great day, did a fantastic job. And you're going to sleep thinking about the one thing you did wrong because craving neurotransmitters are all flowing.
0: Yeah. Well, then that's why it's so important to practice like mindfulness and gratitude because that, that creates serotonin, which is kind of that here and now drug. (laughs) Yeah. That's the counterbalance.
1: That's the counterbalance to, to dopamine. Like you have to run both in adequate uh, amounts in order to have a balanced mindset and a balanced life.
0: That's what's exciting to me. Is it feels like Eastern philosophy is very rich in practices that create a lot of serotonin, and Western like that that essay that you sent me to, the hacking of the American mind or whatever, yeah. talking about you know basically we are driven by dopamine. But I think there's a really cool balance between those two worlds, right? Yeah. Well, the cool thing
1: thing is like when you use the dopamine reward system to incent getting serotonin. So like when you go, my goal in life is to be a joyful person that now you've got the dopamine reward system, which is the strongest system for advancement in your, in the human body totally aligned with serotonin. That's, that's how it's supposed to be. We just, we just tend to align it with money. You know, and then it's like, that's not exactly a line of joy
0: yeah this this stuff really geeks me out i love talking about like the connection with this the science the the neuroscience human behavior psychology with these ancient practices that you know over time have shown to really significantly increase people's um, lifestyle right and there was a time where people just kind of scoffed at that and looked at it as, as being woo. And I I just feel like right now the science is starting to really come in alignment with those practices. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah,
1: it's beautiful. Science and spirituality are coming together right now. Um, and that's a wonderful thing. What do you think, man? That a wrap?
0: Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, dude. Yeah, that was good. That was fun.